Shio, hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Creative Native. I'm so glad that you're listening and hopefully in good health and spirits. It has been a crazy couple of months, and um, I was really excited to have a conversation with my good friend Titan Saltes, who just graduated, giving him all the props with his political science degree from the University of New Mexico got accepted to their master's program in law. Um, Only a handful of students get into that program, so major props there. And then he has a law school on deck, and he still has a year of football to play, hopefully if we're able to return to sports in the fall. And um, he has been just a champion for um, social justice and you know, native rights and just human rights and all of equality and things like that. for not only Native people, but all people. And um, I definitely had a few things I wanted to talk to him about and was really excited to get him on the phone. So um, please enjoy this conversation. And um, whatever you do, just take care of yourself and your loved ones and, you know, find time to um, find some joy and uh, make some positive plans and look forward to a brighter future, which is something that me and Teton talked about. So, um Take care of yourselves, and uh, hope to hear from you soon. Now, I think, so I've just been uh, doing a lot of things on the reservation. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, dog, doggies. I got a dog over here barking, too. <laughs> hey, he probably, I think that's what happened. I think he heard your dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta love the red dogs protecting us. <laughs> Oh, man. But no, so you've been back on the res for, you said, three months? Yeah, about three months now. I came back for, <laughs> I came back for spring break, so I was supposed to be here for like five days. And right. Yeah. Everything, everything went to hell real quick, and so I've been stuck here. <laughs> yeah. No, so take me back. So you're going home for spring break. At that point, had they had there been talks of moving online? Um, yeah, there's been... Oh, let me move over here real quick. Yeah. Yeah, so there's – we was uh, about halfway into spring ball. Um, there's been rumors going around about maybe moving – maybe canceling spring ball or moving it and postponing it and moving up, moving the uh, fall classes, moving, uh, moving, the, moving the classes online in the spring. Um, mm-hmm. But they never did anything. And then we went home for spring break. And then that's when they made the decision that we just need mm. to stay home. We canceled everything. Everything's online. So. <laughs> it would have been really nice to know to like be able to take your stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, I had like maybe what three, three pairs of pants and a few shirts and whatnot. And so I've been I've been doing laundry every every two days yeah. over here, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So you've not been able to go back, right? No. Yeah. Not yeah. yet. Yeah. Okay. So, so then you're you're back at home. What's do you do you have Wi-Fi? Is that is that a situation? Was that a hard situation adjusting to online? No, um, it worked. It worked perfectly for me. Yeah, I had. I was already in. Um, I had I had quite a few classes. Uh, I think I was in twenty two hours around there. Wow. Um, and you're and you're like graduate like your final semester too, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I could. It was really stressful uh, trying to balance out school and 
spring ball and all kinds of these different things going on. Um, so when everything kind of hit, it postponed everything except for school. And so I had a lot of time to just sit down all day on my computer and crank everything out. So it was really kind of a, a blessing in disguise, I guess you could say. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. So, yeah. well, congratulations on the on the degree. That's awesome. Did you do the virtual uh, virtual celebration? Yeah, we did. Uh, I did like four of them. I did one for like Native American, another one for Black uh, Black uh, student student union over there, and then uh, student athlete, and then the main one. So I was part of like four of them. Wow, that's awesome. Um, so you, and you see, so you get all the fun, but like, you don't have to deal with like sitting there for hours and hours. Yeah. I tell everyone, I was like, I didn't even want to go to my graduation last year. Cause you just, <laughs> you just have to sit there for so long. So I get, but I get the importance and the symbolism. So that's, that's great though. So, so you get home and then what was the kind of the COVID situation, um, back home? Did it? Did it kind of, was there a big kind of outbreak or uh, were you guys like, I, I know there was some news around like closing the borders and uh, uh, things like that. What was that situation all like for you? Yeah. Um, fortunately for us, we didn't really, we didn't really get hit hard um, yet. We still haven't. Um, you know, since I've been here, there's been a lot of, uh, like there's still there's still people on the board on the borders coming in that yeah. are uh, monitoring things and making and just kind of checking you and there's a curfew that you can't get in or off the reservation. Uh, but for a while there, whenever <clears throat> everything kind of start to happen, um, my reservation kind of I don't know if you'd say freak they kind of freaked out, but they instantly went into full lockdown mode. Mm-hmm. So our proud president signed a, an executive order. And you completely locked down the whole reservation. Um, I mean, you couldn't leave your houses or anything like that. Wow. We did that. It was on that for about, oh, I don't know, maybe a month and a half. Yeah. Um, and now we're, now we're still, it's not a full lockdown, but we're still kind of, uh, still, they're still monitoring things and they're still really cautious. Um, but now we're starting to get, now we have cases on the reservation. Mm. Um, and they're starting to, it's not many right now. I think we have like 30 or maybe 35, 40. Yeah. Um, but the numbers are starting to increase, you know, so people are kind of kind of freaking out a little bit. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see where it goes because hopefully it doesn't, hopefully it doesn't go down, you know, like kind of like the Navajo Nation, you know, they're right. We're, we're we're pretty vulnerable people over here, and if it were to hit us like the how it hit the Navajo Nation, it would be it would be devastating to say the least. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping hoping that everything you know doesn't doesn't go that route. Yeah, our tribe had a similar situation where they were early to like shut things down before the state did, and then but now I mean even the casino too, which is a huge deal for us but then now the um, they've opened back up a little bit and then now the cases are starting to climb back up and and yeah. it's just it's really scary and we're lucky because we have a great hospital and we've been able to test what's that situation like is the is the hospital and like testing situation is that a testing available for you guys it is now yeah. they're doing um, and then they only started about maybe a week, two weeks ago. Um, they did the, the drive-up testing. Uh, where you have to stay in the car and just drive up and 
Would you like a little quick swab and we go about your go about your your day? Um, but for a while there, uh, we, didn't, we we you know we didn't have any we didn't have any testing really. Um, we didn't have testing. We don't. We still don't have a lot of resources here. You know, we have we have the Hotel Hospital, but they don't have an ICU. I think they have only four ventilators, and nobody there really knows how to work them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of <laughs> if it you know it's it's kind of it's kind of scary. I know we got a lot of funding now. I think it was like fifty eight, fifty eight million or something like that from. Yeah. Uh, from uh, uh, was it the CARES Act? I think it was. Right. Um, but I don't really know how they're going to use that that money or that funding. But um, you know, I mean, at least now we have we have uh, we have testing. So we have that drive up that pop up testing um, set up in each district on the reservation, so people can go up and get get tested that way. Um, like I said, we don't really have any resources or. Yeah. Or, or or any means to take care of sick people. So it's kind of, uh, it's a bit unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, you can only, you can only do so much, you know, and are, yeah. it's, it's really hard if you don't already have like systems in place to take care of, take care of people. And, you know, a lot of people, I think they don't realize like we didn't choose this. Like this is especially like the Navajo Nation and not people not having, you know, running water. That's not something they chose. It's, uh, you know, it's a systemic thing that has happened to to our people. And it's just it's just kind of wild. And you've been going out around and like helping and delivering food and stuff. Right. I saw I saw I saw you made the news about that. Yeah. Um you know, my family over here, we've been helping out as much as we can, you know, while we've been, while I've been here and, um, you know, people, like I said, we've been on lockdown for quite a while over here and people haven't been able to leave their homes, you know, to go get, get food, get resources, supplies that they need. Um, and so they, you know, they're struggling, they've been, they've been struggling a lot, mm. especially when you consider, um, a lot of the aspects of our community and, and, you know, we're very, very beautiful place. You know, I love my home, but we do have our issues and, and some of those issues is, you know, we're very impoverished and, um, you know, sometimes we have people living in, you know, 15, 20 people living in a two bedroom house together, you know, all sleeping on the floor or some people have dirt floors, things like that. And, um, so they don't have the resources and now they're just stuck at home and, you know, things aren't, it's just not, it's not a good environment. Um, mm-hmm. so we've, been, we've been trying to do everything that we can to help them out, you know, whether it's delivering, you know, supplies and, uh, like food or we've been, you know, the other day we went out and delivered elderly care packages. Um, when I went, went around the communities and found all the elderly people and gave them, gave them some, uh, some supplies and whatnot. Um, like I said, we've been assisting with, feeding uh, a lot of the school children here that, you know, a lot of, a lot of the right. kids here, the, the meals that they get, you know, the only, the only good meal that they get is at school. Right. Um, Absolutely. And whenever the schools are shut down now, they, that's a whole meal. That's, that's a whole, you know, a whole meal that they're, that they don't get, um, that they need. And so we've been assisting the schools here to, to try to feed as many, uh, young people, young school, uh, kids in their schools that, that need that, that help. Um, 
And so we've just been we've been we've been doing all kinds of stuff going around here, just trying to trying to alleviate some of this, you know, whether it's stress or fear or you know whatever it is. We've been just trying to help as much as we can to to really, uh, you know, make sure we move back in the in the right direction here. Yeah, absolutely. And I know something that happened uh, on our reservation. We got a lot of good praise for the you know moving, locking down, and everything, but the there was such a huge spike in overdoses and it was wild it was just like every I feel like every day I would see a new obituary and it always says um unexpectedly you know and it's like that always just hurts my heart so much but it was just something that I think with that lockdown you know um and we'll get in, we can definitely get in more to the, the, I didn't expect to get into the police stuff this early, but you know, there are some, I think some flaws with, you know, our tribal systems and, um, those kind of things. And it just is heartbreaking to see like, man, you, you can't, you can all, you know, you can try to protect from a virus, but then this whole other disease is still ravaging, ravaging our communities. It's, it's, um, it's just a kind of, it's a constant kind of beat down, but, um, yeah. I'm I'm so glad you were able to you know get out and um, be a part of that because that's that's so huge and um, it's it's just such a kind of scary unknown time. What were your um, what about the athletic side? So were you still talking with your coaches and your teammates? Were you guys zooming or what was that like? Yeah, we, yeah, we've been doing um, Zoom. So at first we started out doing Zoom workouts um, that only lasted for about a week. Then the NCAA banned zoom workouts as a team which oh, kind of sucked that's a, yeah that sucks <laughs> um but after after that we've been you know like my my o-line position we've been we've been working out over zoom together as a group um and then we've also been having meet we have you know maybe two position group meetings a week and then we have a team meeting on like fridays um mm. just to kind of go over any new events or any new uh, news about when we can return and things like that? We've been, we've been also go. We've been watching film together at the O line through Zoom and That's so putting in offense and whatnot. Because like like I said, we were only we had a whole new coaching staff and we only had uh, we we got through half half of our spring ball before we had to stop. So we didn't right. really get to finish installing everything and whatnot. So we've been doing that over over Zoom. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Just just zooming that's that's the only way we can you know keep up with 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 each other and um you know it's, it's less less than ideal but you gotta you know you gotta you gotta adapt and adjust to, to the time yeah it's it's better than nothing yeah um <laughs> what what about the summer what were your plans for the summer how's that is that changed uh well my summer plans are always the same i'm just back working out with the team um you know and the good thing is i graduate since i graduated i don't have to do uh i don't have summer classes so i get to just really kind of hang out for a little bit Mm. um and just focus on working out and things like that and a lot of the community work that i'm doing and uh not just here in not just here in uh pine ridge but i do a lot of work back in uh in albuquerque yeah community and you know, I do a lot of political stuff, like lobbying and things like that. So, like, be good to be good to be able to focus on that stuff. But uh, 
you know, we got to get, we got to get back first for me to do that. <laughs> right. Right. Is there any, does it, do you have any timeline or any idea? Or are you just kind of just waiting and taking it day by day? I would guess. Just well, right now, so the NCAA passed, um, I'm sure you've heard of it and all that. Right. They, they allowed you to, they allow athletes to return. In, I think it was June 1st or June 6th or something like that. Um, but, but our, our, the Mountain West conference, um, as in, I don't think they. I think they're getting ready to vote on the 17th of June to decide if we can re, if we can go back to mandatory workouts on July 6th or July 17th. Mm. So we'll be back on one of those two dates. They're just going to they're getting ready to vote to see which one. Gotcha. Yeah. No. I. So I just got um, chosen to be like our faculty athletic rep at Linfield and um, uh-huh. got thrown into like all these meetings with our conference and like I do not like I don't envy them being in that position because it's just such a there's so many questions and you know schools are in so many different counties and you know everybody just thinks it's up to this either the schools or to the individual schools or to the NCAA but you have the conferences involved and um you know because you you know you can have everything we even you know it's yeah we even talked about like contact versus like non-contact sports because like well cross-country runners could probably come back but maybe not football or like how do you you know or do like half the team at one point or you know it's just there's so much and there's still so much unknown that's kind of scary and it is I yeah I don't envy anyone making those decisions Uh, and were you planning to start up with your grad school in the fall? Congratulations, by the way, being one of only like five that get accepted to that law program. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm so proud. Starting in fall for it, so kind of I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah, and have and they haven't made a decision. I'm guessing on the fall, or have that have they tried, or they say try to be on face to face like most people places. Um, not. I think they're trying. I think there's like a mixture. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I know they're doing some 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 in person aspects. I don't know if that's. Uh, we have we have like different campuses across Albuquerque and across the state. And so I think they might be having some campuses that are in person, depending on where they're at, and then the other ones will just be online. But it's like like you said, it's it's so much uncertainty that it's hard to. Yeah. I would hate to be making the decisions right now. <laughs> yeah. And I've been back in Tennessee since spring break and it's been crazy because we were one of the first states to start opening back up and the cases are now shooting back up and people, you go yeah. out, you go anywhere and people act like, like nothing's happening and I'm just kind of terrified and I'm just like, oh, this is kind of scary. And um, yeah, it's just wild to think about. So the teacher in me has to ask, was there anything like that you missed about like being on campus for classes or did the, like you said, sound like you were, you know, able to like kind of really buckle down and focus, but um, yeah. you're really self-motivated though. I think for a lot of students, <laughs> it may have been a little bit harder. Were, were most of your classes like, were you meeting at the same time or were you like just kind of doing everything at your own pace? Um, most or, of my classes were, um, so- I had like a, I had one incomplete that kind of carried over from the fall mm. or from, yeah, from the fall. So I was working on that and that was kind of at my own pace. And then I had, uh, all my other classes or some were, some were online and then the other ones were all in person. Um, I'm not much of a, you know, I don't mind online, maybe, maybe one or two classes a semester, but it's, it's hard to have a whole schedule online. Mm. Cause I, you know, I like, 
I'm pretty good with my schoolwork, but I, I will admit I do procrastinate a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but it's so easy to, to, to fall behind in, in online classes like that. Mm. And then when you have all online, you know, it's, it's tough. I know a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of football players and I won't even say at, I mean, not, not just athletes, but students in general really, really struggle yeah. this semester. Um, just because of that, that aspect, you know, of everything online and, um, you know, for me, I, like I said, I came back for spring break and, um, I didn't have, I didn't bring all my books and stuff with me and they're back in my apartment. And so I was struggling oh. trying to get through class without my, my, my coursework. And so, you know, things like that were made things, made, made things even more difficult than, than, than they, than they already were. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I can't, can't even, like, I thought of that too. When I got back, I was like, Oh, I left my book. And like, if I was a student, I left my book. Then it's like, yeah. So I like tried putting chapters online and everything. Cause it's just, but I'm the kind of person I like a physical book too. So it's like, it's, yeah, that's it's, I'm kind of old fashioned like that. I like yeah. everything right in front of me and the highlighter and all that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's wild. I wonder too, <laughs> I was just thinking this when I was, you know, you're we talking is something that, you didn't have to deal with I think you know I think being a what are you like six five six 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 so yeah about five six yeah. six being a big football player person you know of color I, uh-huh. it's 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 you stand out in the classroom you know and yeah. that that may you know that's something I think to think about too when you're you know we're not having to be in the classroom and I'm guessing that you've had the experience in one of your classes where, you know, someone's asked you to speak for all native people. Um, cause that's, yeah. that's very typical. So it kind of hopefully <laughs> relieved a little bit of that, that stress. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing I, I like about online is I could be more, uh, more anonymous. You know, I don't want, people don't have to really know who I am and whether I'm an athlete or, you know, things like that. So I, right. that's one aspect I do like about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, I have to ask like, what, what's the, you know, the, you know, the kind of the, the, the new, the new hot topic now that we're, you know, we're dealing with coronavirus, but also we had the, you know, the death of, uh, Ahmaud Aubrey and that one really that, I mean, they're all horrible, but that one really got me as a runner and, you know, in the South and, then we had right. Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, and now we're seeing protests and these uprisings. Um, what has that been? Li- what has that been like for you the past couple of weeks? I've had a lot, a lot of conversation, um, whether it's with my team or my family about that stuff. Um, and there's always, you know, there's always that. I hate, I hate when, uh, you know, I'm going into law and, mm-hmm. and, uh, when you look at, at, uh, lady justice, she's blind, right? Yeah. And all that she's concerned with is justice is what is, is, uh, what, what happened to a person or what, the, how someone is judged is solely off of, um, justice through the laws of implying them and, um, whether it was right and whether it was wrong. Um, and then whenever you look at the news and you see something where the act committed was blatantly wrong, you know, um, the murder of, of, of a person, we see them trying to talk about how 
while they were suspicious, you know, they they uh, they had a criminal background. They had drugs in their system. And they always seemed to try to justify why they were murdered. Yeah. Instead of instead of looking at it and saying this person was murdered. Yeah. And like actually actually accepting that. Yeah. 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 It's like it doesn't matter if they're a good person or not, whether you like them, whether you agreed with their life choices Um, from a country that was supposed to be founded on on the rule of law um, and justice and freedom and all these ideals that we like to talk about as American people. um, It's like whenever it comes to people of color, it seems like we don't we don't like to apply those. Those, those ideals, those um, attributes to to people of color, whatever they whatever they're wronged within within this system, um, and it's just you know it kind of it hits me because you know I've I've dealt with um, police, um, and you know a lot of the situations that. Uh, these people find themselves in that have, that have been wronged. Um, I, I can relate, you know, mm-hmm. like I, you know, I go, I go jogging all the time. Um, I've been stopped, things like that from jogging, uh, you know, people ask me why I'm in this neighborhood or, mm-hmm. you know, I see cops. I mean, not cops, but I see cars behind me sometimes kind of following me to make sure I'm, you know, not doing something illegal right. or things like that. And, um, it just, it, it makes me wonder because I never really, I never see, I don't, I never seen myself as um, a threat to anybody. Yeah. But, you know, from the outs, from the outside looking in towards me, you know, I'm a, I'm a large man. I'm six, six, five, six, six, 320 pounds. I, I look angry. That's just my natural face. You know? <laughs> Resting <laughs> I at RBF. Yeah, so I can, you know, you just never know. Yeah. You just never know. And you're brown, and and I, I bet I bet you get confused all the time for being, you know, who knows? You're so ambiguous. I feel like with on the race right. side that I'm sure yeah. people and people are fearful of what they don't know, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I want to just acknowledge too that like just me having you on and talking and asking you to speak about this for this podcast, like that's emotional labor for you. Like it's, you know, I, I hope that it's mostly positive, but I know that it's still like, and that's what I keep having to tell colleagues and friends that are asking like, oh, what, can, what can we do? And I'm like, well, don't ask African-American or black people to like help you. Don't ask the people that are being oppressed to help you understand. Right. Like right. you have to do, you have to do the work and, I I can only imagine like you know I've been lucky enough to where I'm I'm a I'm a woman and I'm like pretty white white passing and so I haven't had to deal with a lot of that and just a little that I have you know dealing when you go off you know border towns on the res it's like having to deal with that every single day every waking moment is just it's exhausting and I I I wish that especially you know working with students now is like it's just so hard for people to like kind of just see other people's perspective and, you know, kind of walk in other people's shoes. And, um, and I'm glad you brought up the media too, because that is, can be so 
misleading. And especially early on, it was like, oh, you know, it wasn't, you know, even the terminology rioters versus, you know, just peaceful protesters or looters and um, how they were framing, you know, just framing the, you know, the kind of the uprising um, is really, yeah. And I, so, and then now you see, you know, people being like defund, you know, defunding the police. What, what is your kind of take on that? Like, what do you think is a, I mean, obviously you're, uh, you have many years of study and uh, work ahead of you, but what, what kind of is your take on that, that perspective? Um, you know, another criticism that I kind of had and, you know, people may agree with it. They may not. Um, but it's just kind of, it's just kind of the way I see it. Um, it's, it's wrong to demonize all police. Um, yeah. You can, I mean, you can go after the system. Yes. Certainly. But, uh, to say, you know, all cops are bad and things like right. that. I, I completely disagree because when you do that, you're, you're, you're not any better than those that, that, that want to demonize or, or generalize all people of color. Exactly. Um, you know, we, we, uh, we, as minorities, we, we want to get upset. We want to fight and want to protest whenever, you know, people want to talk about, you know, all black people are, are thugs and, and hoodlums and, this and that or all native americans are drunks and whatnot we say no that that's just that's a stereotype that's not how we are we're not all like that things like that but then you go and you say well all cops are bad you know right and then it's not right i don't i don't think it's right yeah Um, you're just doing to them what they're doing you know it's just it's not solving anything you're doing to them what everyone's done to us it's exactly um and so it's kind of i don't i don't know it's just it's (laughs) It's 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 a uh, it's a hard topic to, to to talk about to have a conversation about, um, yeah. but it's a necessary one. It's one where, um, you know, it's easy to point out the flaws of, of something or somebody, or uh, it's easy to talk about the issues. You know, we can. It's easy to do that. We can always we can always talk about what's wrong, um, but what's that going to solve? You know, we have to have that conversation, but we also have to put to come up with 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 solutions. That's the difficult conversation. Action, yeah. Action, you know, and you know, another thing that I, I kind of I don't take issue with it, but um, you know, I've never been really, I've never really been a a protest type of guy. Yeah. Um, because for me, hell, we've been protesting the same issues for for decades now. Yeah. Um, Hundreds you know, of walk- years. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, 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 you know, people tell me, you know, we protest for, uh, um, for awareness. Well, how much more aware do we need to be? We all know, we know what the hell's going on now. The whole world knows. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, it's, it's an act of unity and all that. I get that. But walking in the streets with with signs saying Black Lives Matter isn't going to change anything. Mm. It's just it's just not. Um, so what do we need to do to change things? That's mm. and that's that, that's a tougher question. You know whether it whether it be you know going in the legal system, um, whether it be through the political system, um, or whether it be through protests where. Where, where there's action that, that causes people to change. Um, you look at, 
let's take a look at the like the Montgomery bus boycotts, for example. Yes. Um, change came from from action, from true action of you know we hit we hit people financially, mm-hmm. and we forced them to change because if they didn't change, um, you know the buses we black people stopped riding the bus and and and, and we nearly bankrupted uh, the whole bus line, and so they needed black people to. To, to, to survive, to live. And without black money, without minority money, um, they weren't able, they can't function. And so, you know, so protests like that, um, I definitely support um, because, there's, because there's action with it. We, it's deliberate, it's organized, it's, uh, it's powerful. Um, like I said, I, you know, I'm, I support I support protesting. It's just um, we need to do more because obviously what we're you know what we're doing marching in the streets the way we've been doing for nearly hundreds of years now um, for over a hundred years now um, it's it's not really changing anything, right? And so and what we're doing isn't working. So we need we need to we need to find something else to do. We need to we need to come up with a way where we can bring about change. Yeah. And it, you know, it just, I was just thinking, you know, now we have basically, you know, encyclopedias at our fingertips every day. And right. if people want to be educated, they're going to be educated. And I thought it was beautiful to see the protests around the world, but I, I kind of, I definitely align with you. And I, I didn't go out and protest because I, you know, I'm going to go to the reservation and see my family and I can't risk their lives, you know, because of it's COVID still going crazy. So and then you feel guilty about not, nah, and it's just a continuous cycle. But I love what you said because, like, what we need to do is to go after, you know, people. We, sadly enough, you have to go after their livelihoods when you go after their the financial systems, the political right. systems, and you know that's where you go. The real reform, I think, has got to come. You got to kind of play the game. You know, play the game to a certain point. I hate. I kind of hate right. that re- re- reference, but. And just, I mean, you saw it happen with the NFL, right? All the players come out and make that statement. And then, you know, Roger Goodell decides um, decides that, you know, he's going to say something. And, right. you know, all the NFL players could just say, hey, we're not going to play. You know, it's we've had enough. You know, the owners, these all, you know, majority old white men with millions and billions of dollars, like, and they could just say, we're not going to play and walk away. And right. If, if you if you if you hurt their ability to make money, then 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 they'll they'll be like, oh shoot, we got to do something. <laughs> yeah, you know? so it's it's sad, but it's so true because I feel like so many people they just can't they can't emotionally get there, and they can't or they don't want to get there. Um, a big thing is you know people don't like to admit they're wrong, and yeah. um. And there's so much I did. I did a really good survey the other day of like what you know, what's your privilege, and like I think people have such. It's like just like what they say with anything. Anything you have to admit there's a problem, and a lot of people don't want. They just they just don't want to face it. I think, and um, you know, and if you know, a protest can change people's mind, but sometimes it's it. It's the greater systemic stuff, right? That I think right. takes the bigger, the bigger actions. 
Um, I'm, I'm so just like, I'm just so impressed with you. Cause I mean, I feel like I, we started talking when you were just starting at UNM and, um, the path that I've seen you take of, you know, making it to go into the white house and, you know, meeting with these leaders and just being a leader yourself. Um, what about, so what about your teammates? Has you, have you had any interesting, you said, you mentioned you've had some interesting conversations. Do you feel like, um, cause the sports can be, I love sports and I think that it's so powerful, but it can also be very militaristic, um, and very like, um, kind of old, you know, the old white man's club kind of situation where people don't want to yeah. accept, uh, but so what, what's the experience been like with your team through this? Um, you know, some people, some people are open to talk about it. Others aren't not so much. Um, some people are up to date. A lot of people don't want to pay attention as much to, uh, current events. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, but I did have some good conversations with, you know, a lot of the offensive line guys. Cause we, you know, we talk within our own group chat and things like that. Um, one thing that really it kind of frustrated me a little bit that I've seen was, you know, players who were, I'm really good friends with, um, but they said, you know, where I'm at doesn't really affect me much and there's not much that I could do about to change it. So I'm not going to worry about it. Mm, yeah. And that's really, that's, that's, that's really part of the issue of a lot of things is, is, um, that 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 mindset, that thought process of it doesn't affect me, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do anything about it. Right. I'm not gonna try to do anything about it. Um, and this thing it affects everybody. Mm. Um, injustice affects everybody, especially within this country that we live in. That was like I said, supposedly founded upon these ideals. Um, we're supposed to be the uh, the uh, perpetuators of, of peace and freedom and liberty and and um as american people for for the for these things to happen in our country the way they have been and for our citizens to just kind of push them aside because it doesn't directly affect them or their family um it's it's a shame it's it's sad to see um but I mean, but it's not shocking. You know, a lot of a lot of people don't want to do things until it really affects them personally. Um, and I don't really know how to, you know, like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of ways we can go about things. Um, but the question is, what's what's the right way to address things? Um, and I think that's another that's a conversation that we all really need to have with ourselves, with our families. Um, the difficult conversations um, are the ones we need to have. Exactly. You know, so whether, whether it affects you or not, um, in some way, shape, or form, it does affect you. Um, and the only way that we can bring about change is by having those difficult conversations, by, by really examining your own, whether it's biases or, or uh, the way you were brought up, um, who you are, what you represent, um, it, the only way we can bring about change is by examining those 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 aspects of us and and looking at it from a societal perspective. Um, 
and asking yourself, you know, is there something I can do? Am I doing enough? Um, you know, what can, what can I do more? Mm-hmm. How can I help people more? Um, how can I, you know, what are the issues of the, of the country? Yeah. Um, you know, just things like that, just asking those questions and then really examining them. You know, that's the only way that change comes is by having that difficult conversation. Absolutely. And just educating ourselves and each other. And I think I've heard a lot of people say, you know, you just need to listen and hear people's stories. And I think a lot of times people aren't, they're so, we're so, especially, and I think that's another reason why this has been such a big turning point is because everyone's been, you know, locked in their houses and, you know, not been caught up in the day-to-day, uh, 24-7-ness of everything. So it's been a kind of a stopping point for people. But, um, yeah, you just have to, you have to really invest in time and energy. And, um, it's, it's so, it's so wild. And like, I'm, I just continue to be blown away by you because like you're what, 21, 22, 20, 22, just yeah happy birthday um belated um but like you know, I can't wait to talk to you in like 20 years and you're you know they're just there's so much in the next 10 years that you're you're gonna see and like it's I'm just so excited because I feel like you have a head start and you're gonna really create a lot of change and um at least in, if not create it yourself inspire a lot of change for other people but um but yeah, and I I just think that, and another thing I was curious, you're taking, you know, so now we're seeing, you know, these, uh, you know, Confederate flag be called and uh, come under fire and, you know, statues falling and um, uh-huh. you've obviously been around some of the, you know, the, the big, the, the ideal, of, you know, big monuments and things like that. Um, have you had a, any questions or thoughts about that? Um. Well, it's funny you bring that up because I've always, you know, being in South Dakota, there's the the race relationships here um, are strange to say the least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, there's South Dakota is predominantly white. There's a lot of Native people here, um, and there's always been a lot of pushback between both people over here. And one thing I always found funny over here, something that was glaringly racist, as shown who you are, was by people driving by houses in South Dakota or Nebraska or anywhere around here and seeing a Confederate flag flying. Um, you know, yeah. at, at least at least people in the South have the excuse of saying, you know, oh, it's for Southern heritage or Southern right, pride. Right, right. Yeah, I thought once you got out of the South, you, got, you didn't see South that anymore. Dakota, you, you weren't part of the union or the Confederacy whenever any of it happened. <laughs> so yes. You're just racist. That's all it is. But um, I never, I, I don't understand um, how someone takes pride in the Confederate flag, yeah. especially as an American, who is somebody who calls himself a patriot. Mm-hmm. Because, the, you know, American or not, the, the Confederate army were traitors mm-hmm. and they fought against our country. Um, over over things like slavery, things that we all recognize are are terrible terrible crimes. Um, you know, terrible stains in our in our country's history. 
I don't understand how somebody can take pride in flying that flag and, 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 and flying it at the same, the same height as the American flag. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it, you know, yeah. but, uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. But I'm also, um, I do, I, I'm a, I'm a history guy and I recognize that, um, you know, history is history, whether it was good or bad, still history. I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I agree 100% with, uh, removing the statues and things like that. Um, I don't know if you should destroy them. I think you should relocate them to like maybe a museum or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but either way, I don't, you know, yeah. <laughs> they don't have a, they don't have a place in our society. Right. Um, in public like that. And I, um, I think it goes back to the narrative around like the kind of romanticism of the, you know, Columbus and, you know, Thanksgiving right. and all these things that um, people just want to, want to blindly believe in. And so it's, when you take down these like relics that people just like mascots, right? It's like these things that people are right. so invested in. And it's just like, you know, that this is just a complete, like, this is made up. This is not real. And it, it, it is just insane. It is, it is really wild. Um, I, I, yeah, I really, that's such a good point. Like we, we, if you really want to uh, preserve them, let's put them in the museum and like tell, yeah. tell the story. And it's like there's a Holocaust museum, you know. Yeah. There's there's Nazi flags and things like that in there you can go look at, but don't fly them out in the streets, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, it's and I think that's what when this things happened in Charlottesville a couple of years ago when there was you know basically white supremacists and it was like. It was so scary to people because they weren't wearing uh, the the caps and the you know the right. the masks. It's like people are now just out in the open with it, and um, I just I wonder how we can come back from this. The, how divided everyone is, and um, you know, just people and just people seeing people humanity, right? It just comes down right. to like simple simple humanity. So. Um, I do, I am optimistic because of sports and I think just like you said, talking, you know, your teammates and probably coaches too. I think you've probably opened up a lot of eyes through that. And, um, we kind of like to believe, you know, sports is that equal playing field. So we can kind of rely on that. So we need to, we'll, we'll, we'll need to cook up some sort of organization, sport law focus in the future. I see yeah. that in our future. Um, but uh, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Is there anything you want to plug or promote? Uh, I know you're doing all kinds of great work. Um, not really. Yeah. <laughs> but there is one thing that I, I would like to say, though. Yeah. Um, you know, we like we focus a lot on on where we're at right now as a society. Yeah. Um, but we off, but we don't. We, we don't look at where we came from mm. and there's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of, uh, people are scared. There's a lot of fear. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of disappointment, sadness about these things that are happening every day. Um, but I think we can take 
hope we, there, there's a lot of hope in, in, in looking at, looking at it in the long run of the world we live in today is a hell of a lot better than, than what it was. Mm. Uh, we've made a lot of progress yeah, and we still, now we still have a long ways to go, but we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the one thing that the good thing about these protests is that you see, there's a lot of people, people are unified um, in a lot of ways. Um, and people of all and, backgrounds, like exactly. we've never seen before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, don't, it's, it's easy to, fo- it's easy to focus on, on, on how, how things are now, but let's look at where we're at and where we can be in the future mm. and, and, and work and continue to work towards that and work towards the progress that we've made as a society. Mm. Uh, that's all we can do is, is, is keep, keep making the world into the way that we want to see it, mm. um, to continue to mold it and to mold our realities. Um, and that, and that comes through action that comes through, through advocacy and things like that. Um, so we're moving, we're moving, we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. It's a, it's a delicate um, balance. I feel like of like not getting stuck where we're at and recognizing the past, but just right, trying right. to push towards the future. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. It can get, I think, I think that's what's frustrating is we get too caught up in like these little moments and we have to think, okay, let's, let's, let's grow from this. And, you know, 10 years from now when there's five Tetons at UNM and five at every other school, like that's going to really, it's going to like exponentially grow. I feel like, and the right. progress is going to be a lot, a lot quicker. And, and, you know, hopefully we can solve some, you know, some big thing, you know, if we can slow down climate change, we can slow down these um, big issues and get, get everyone kind of on the same page. So I, I do appreciate that. Your, your kind of positive note. And, you know, in 20 years when you're our first native president, I will be right there. Um, cheering along and being like, I knew him when, you know, it's just a little football player. Never, never little, but you'll be, uh, you'll be right in the cabinet with me. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, Jim Thorpe day and all these different things. We'll have all kinds of cool, we'll have all kinds of great stuff and res dogs running every wild, uh, around the world. Um, Right in the middle of the, the white house lawn. Yes. Yes. Need it. So needed. Oh my gosh. All the aunties running around too would be great. <laughs> gosh. Protect them. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate your time and it was just so good. I've been thinking about you a lot and I'm really, I love, I love when a new story pops up and I can brag on you and, uh, keep, uh, keep doing such great work and, um, I'll be sure to, uh, keep in touch and have another check-in maybe in the fall and see how things are going. Sounds good. Yes. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. Be safe. Thank you. Okay. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, T. See ya. Quit a certain way, quit a certain way Not a piece of cake, but you can create a new life
life that will never take you out of poverty. It's never too late. Life will come at you fast. 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 Life will come at you fast.